リンクスタート先輩先輩キツライダイアディズリスコミラビンのハダイシステイウェットハーシャディソコワイエウェダイフォーハーライデンワチンタイオーダータイウェッAnd welcome into another riveting edition of the Anime Senpai Podcast. Not only is it the changing of seasons, but it's the passing of time as we move the calendar from one week to another. And you know what that means another riveting edition of your favorite anime podcast. Now, this week is different from any other. Other week because as I'm looking forward and I see that this is released Monday live for everybody, or if you're with me right now and you're lucky enough to be live in the podcast recording live on Twitch and TikTok, the only simulcasted podcast in the entire world, at least in my opinion, that gives you the love, entertainment, value, and positivity you deserve. So take all of my love, take all of my creativity and goodness because no matter where you are in life, you deserve to have a better foot forward and the best type of environment. That could ever be brought to you. And if you were lucky enough to have joined us last, I guess, day, so yesterday, we did an entire live recording of the Shallow Oceans podcast and talked about something so simplistic, it's also so important. And that phrase was expect nothing. Accomplish everything. So go ahead and check that out. It's going to be live on every、uh, streaming platform this week. Thank you again for everybody who joined me. And for today's show, we have a lot to get into, so much to do, so little time. So, yes, we are in the fall season. It is an absolute banger of a season. I said it, I'll keep saying it. I will strain it till I can't strain it anymore. Freerin is that dude. He is Himothy. It is all him. I don't care what anybody says. If you are still sleeping on Freerun when it's like eight episodes in already, what are you doing with yourself? I just have to ask you, what are we doing? You don't like peak? You don't like good shows? You don't like to watch something that is an abundant amount of goodness and retribution to give you the best possible new coming of anime from a refreshing standpoint on a daily, weekly adventure? I say, good day to you then. <laughs> There's still some other bangers too. Shout outs to Nine Senpai 2.0 who did shout out Apothecary's Diaries. I'm still loving that show as well. It has been so dope. The animation style is supreme. But as it is fall season, something came into my mindset as I was moving forward. And as I was moving forward, I told myself, huh. What comes with fall? Well, there's Thanksgiving, where we all get together, eat gobbles and gobbles of turkey, and gluttonize to our heart's extent to cherish the memories of taking people's lands. Anyways, keep moving forward. Then we have Christmas time, where we all get together and we hand out goodies and gifts in a time of economic danger, and there's so much money being thrown everywhere, but we just buy our heart's content and we give everybody goodness and all that. Okay, but what else is there in the cold season? Oh, it's also cuffing season. And if you guys didn't know, there are some anime shows and movies I'm going to talk about tonight that are without a doubt the greatest of all time that will not only help you get through this cuffing season alone and warm you up a little bit watching them, or will make you even more in a down dump stupor as you're sitting there by yourself punching a pillow saying, Gosh dang it, you zero two body pillow, talk back to me. Either way, it's going to be a fun time. <laughs> So, before we go into that, we have to start with my new favorite segment, the anime of the week. Y'all want something new to watch? Already seen Boku no people. Don't trip. Anime Senpai has the show of the week coming in hot. So, sit back, crack a brewski, and get the popcorn ready because it's time for the anime of the week. And gentlemen, if this is your first time enjoying this anime of the week live on Twitch or TikTok, what I like to do is every single time we record a podcast, I make sure to stop myself to bring to your guys' attention a brand new show to watch. It'll be different every single week. And the best part about it is if you join me live for the podcast recordings, you get to watch the first episode with me, as we're going to do tonight, right here and right now. So sorry to my Australian brethren who are burning their asses off in wintertime, which is weird, it's their summertime. Chris asked me, he was like, Alex, Is there any way you can add in those elements for the podcasting side so I can at least enjoy it when I'm not there live with you? And I said, absolutely not. 
If you sleep, you do not get anything good. <laughs> it's early bird gets the worm here. The most I will do for you, as you will hear, is I will play the intro, etc. but this is something that's like a calling call for all of you guys. I'm literally holding the horn. That's a weird uh, hand gesture. I'm not doing that again. I'm calling the horn, a Viking horn, and I'm trying to get you guys to come watch the episode with me. So without further ado, you may be asking yourself, well, what show are we watching today? I present to the court a show that is a one-off series based on the Fate series itself. Now, if you've ever watched the Fate series, it's very convoluted. I know there's so many different one-offs. There's Babylonia, Demonic Front. There's Fate Zero. There's Apothecary. There's so many of these different Fate series. You really don't know which way to go and how to watch them. The best advice I can ever give you is just watch them. Don't worry about watching them in chronological, uh, chronological order. Now, this show... It's a one-off series from the Fate series, and the coolest thing about this show is, too, it highlights one in particular character that was very prevalent in one of those Fate series shows. And what it did with him is it moved him forward, it grew him up, and they gave him some kind of like an almost Sherlock Homey investigative kind of a series for a one-season anime, and I fell in love with it. Would y'all like to know what the name is of it? I'm sure you do, because I've been squandering for so long here. The show itself is called Lord L. Melio, The Seconds, Case Files, The Rail Zeppelin, Grace Note. That's a mouthful. I need to swallow my saliva just from reading all that. This is such a cool show because, again, it is a one-off series anime that highlights something from a different perspective. And it has one of my all-time favorite characters in it as well. So I think all of you are going to enjoy it. So without further ado, let's enjoy it together. So let's go to the watch side here. Let's make sure I got this up. Everybody, sit back and enjoy because this is going to be a great time. So without further ado, shout-outs again. This is the first episode of a show that I think many people have never seen. So sit back and let's watch it together and see what we think after. I'm telling you all right now, okay? This series is madly underrated. The fact it has a 4.7 out of 5, barely a 1,000 people have watched this and rated it. That is insane to me. This, without a doubt, is probably one of the greatest off-series that a Fate series could have done. Holy crap, this is so boring, even though the visuals are nice. I don't know how this is a 5-star, because it's a mess. I drank coffee while watching this. See, this comment right here, this is the perfect example as to why so many people overlook such great shows. This guy, this person, whoever, I won't assume, watched the first intro episode and said it was boring because there wasn't an abundant amount of flashy lights, crazy fight scenes, and brain dead uh, dialogue for you to sit there and go, yeah, that was an actual setup to a story. And the next episode, episode technically one, gets crazy. I said it before, I will say it again. This is without a doubt one of my top three things the Fate series has done. Lord L. Melio II's Case Files, Rail Zeppelin Grace Note. Shout outs to them for putting that on game because I absolutely love that series. Oh my God. So now... A couple things, right? Uh, so, Provion. Have I seen the new movie Suzume? Yes, that is uh, Makoto Shinkai's best movie yet out of his three. Now, the thoughts that I have initially on this series, when I first watched this when it came out, I was utterly shocked and captivated that nobody was talking about this new one-off series. It baffled me. I literally had no idea how there are so many people that love the Fate series, yet every single one I've talked to, almost 10 out of 10 times, when I bring up this series, they're always like, yeah, I've never heard of it. I was like, how have you never heard of it? This is by far one of the coolest offshoots they do. By episode three, you're so in-depth with the story, the entire time you're trying to figure out exactly who is causing this mayhem and why are they trying to kill this prolific figure within this show. It's so dope. I love the murder mystery vibe to it. The animation style is dope. The type of environment and the whole like portrayal of magic and mages and everything it is such a good show, and it's quick to watch. It literally, if I'm not mistaken, is only 13 episodes. 13! 13 episodes, and if you really do enjoy it, they actually came out with their own little 
our special too because it ends pretty damn badass this show is so dope i give it an easy eight out of ten stars i think it is a sensational watch do yourself a favor if you're looking for something different off the beaten path or you're somebody who is an absolute fanatic with the fate series this is for you that is without a doubt my favorite show i've watched in a while that's like a sleeper show and that was the anime of the week so i hope you guys enjoyed it (laughs) now it's time to move forward with my next favorite thing we always do here and it's time to get into the anime news i've never been on live television before had your kids had your wife and had your husband don't watch the news ain't nobody got time for that great story compelling and rich because i'm a kid and apparently every time grandpa just gives me the remote after we watch the powerball So within the news world, there have been abundant amount of things stowing and stirring and some things that we need to talk about. So the first one, I stumbled across this news article and I was actually LOLing out loud. It was kind of amazing. New Otaku Dictionary to release with updated manga and Pokemon lingo. Uh, I read that correct. So basically, this new dictionary will contain updated and comprehensive terminology commonly used in current otaku culture, contextualized with explanations and usage examples, comprising some of over 1,600 staple terms currently used within the otaku community, the dictionary aims to embrace and broad range of the pulp culture spectrum. Can we talk about this for a second? If I asked you, and we really had a conversation about the anime world, the otaku nature we all love, and the simplicity of Pokemon and anime and manga in general combined, would any of us have guessed that there is over 1,600 words? I would have said maybe 100? 1,600 words in the otaku culture. That's unbelievable to me. That's for real, for real. I'm I'm honestly, I was bamboozled. I was kind of led astray. I could not even fathom how much is in there. So for example, they have right here. It describes, suggests, it is intended for a specific niche of readers, indicating that it's a limit dictionary where an otaku female student dedicated her youth to otaku terminology. However, an overview of this book's content reveals it's mean to play a role in large otaku culture as it intends chapters for J-pop, K-pop, and gaming subculture topics and terms. All I know is, and mark my words, okay, as soon as this dictionary comes out and it's fully released, you can expect me to spend multiple days reading through it and we're going to highlight and talk about some of the words I didn't even know were words. I had no idea. So I'm honestly kind of excited to see what this is, what it entails, and exactly what's within it. I had to bring it to your attention. If anybody here has heard of this, call me crazy. I had no idea there was that many words. Even if you put in K-pop, gaming, I mean, all of this stuff, there's 1,600 different terminology. It's like selfie, right? The fact that selfie is an actual word in the dictionary now is far outseating my expectations of reason or understanding. But just so you all know, and you're all on game with me, there is a dictionary coming out, and it's for the otakus of all ages. <laughs> so I'm so excited. Now, the next article and new segment tonight. Attack on Titan, the final chapter, part 75 of the third release after 13 years of completion. The final chapter's part two anime finale is going to be an 85-minute long episode. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, otakus and weeb and weebats, it's official. We are going to get an anime movie to end Attack on Titan. And I know I've talked about it a bunch. I know I'm probably one of the leading caboose drivers for the anime hype train for Attack on Titan. This is unbelievable. We have to all really understand and come together to really fathom what's about to happen in front of us. We're getting a movie. I said this way back in the day. I said it's going to end in a movie. I thought they would have put it in movie theaters. I'm a little sad they didn't, but I understand why. They want to finish how they started. They're not trying to capitalize off of its name and brand to make money because we can all talk about a show that did that with this as an example. Kamitsu no Yaiba. Can we talk about Demon Slayer? 
Demon Slayer literally made a movie called Mugen Train, and tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people went out to the movie theaters, bought tickets and watched it, came home, and then when season two came out, you had to rewatch the whole movie in the series. The first like four or five episodes are all the movie. Gotcha. <laughs> They got everybody. They played everybody. They literally took advantage of something they made, made it a movie, then chopped it up into episodes and released it again for everybody else. So you know what? I will give Attack on Titan respect and say the fact that they're not just making a movie out of it so that way it's just overplayed or whatever, they're ending it right. They're going to make a very long one episode when it comes out. I have no doubt I'm going to get in my feels because I know what's going to happen. I know what's coming. I have no idea how it ends. I've said it before. I'm going to keep saying it. I don't want to spoil it for myself. I want to experience this for the first-hand nature in person and to see how one of the greatest, if not it'll staple itself as the greatest anime show ever made, ends its franchise in front of all. All of us 13 years i'm super excited i cannot wait i know a lot of people have talked shit i know a lot of people like to hate just to hate i understand it it's the nature of the beast but i'll tell you this if you're somebody who has never given attack on titan a chance or is very proactively out there telling people attack on titan is a bad anime you really don't have good taste and i'm making that as blatantly obvious as i can attack on titan is so convoluted it does a great job like steins gate of comprising so many different explicit type of regions of cultural differences when it comes to a lot of things happening with different type of you know cultures and what happens on that gate things that happen on paradise island the titans the ravaging war things that are going on inside of it i mean it, it's insane how much is tied into this show and i've said this before too i hate politics i don't care for politics it's all lobbying and etc but this anime captures it so perfectly it is an abundantly amount of super condensed perfect light novel readership and animated and portrayed into a show for us i cannot wait and since that has been announced they also released probably and it is, in my opinion, the last ever official trailer for Attack on Titan. And I think it would be an injustice if I didn't watch it with all of you at least once. Because again, we're never going to get a trailer again for Attack on Titan. So we might as well watch it real quick together. It's almost here. Ladies and gentlemen, we are literally on the countdown for what is about to happen in front of all of us. It is so close. It is so close to finally being that time where we will finally say goodbye and pay homage to one of the, if not greatest anime ever made. I can't, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. It's, it's gonna be right. It's gonna be a rough ride. I already know it's gonna be tough. I have a feeling I already know what's gonna happen. We'll talk about it when it finally does. We'll watch it together. I'm gonna go live when I can finally get it on and I know it's going to crash crunchy, Crunchyroll when it comes out. I won't be able to even log in, I have no doubt, but this is going to be insane. November 4th is coming. It's literally almost here, and it's going to be probably one of the greatest moments in anime history. It'll probably be up there with when One Piece finally finishes its adventure, when Bleach ends its entire franchise as well. I mean, I have no other way to explain this other than one of the icons in the last decade is finally coming to an end. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. That trailer, if that doesn't just show you the amount of pain in every single person's face, and the fact that Levi is still fighting when the dude literally died. Like, can we be honest? Levi died, okay? Like, the guy is bandaged up. He looks like Frankenstein's next project. He has, like, three fingers on one hand. And the guy is still fighting for, like, the sovereignty of the world. It's unbelievable. I cannot wait. And again, we will all watch it together. I'm super excited for it. So now, a couple more things real quick. This one is actually very exciting and very interesting for me. Demon Slayer Mugen Train Arc, as well as Dr. Stone New World Part 2, are going to be running on Toonami. So I've said this as well. A lot of anime now is starting to betrayal itself and get so popular in a lot of these communities, especially here in Northern America and the Western societies. It's pushing itself even more, and Toonami is stepping up as well. Now that we have a, crunchy, a Crunchyroll 24-7 channel, we have now as well Toonami stepping up and adding all of these things to Adult Swim. I'm so excited because even here it says, Adult Swim's Toonami programming block announced on Saturday that it will be running a two-part premiere of Demon Slayer Kimitsu no Yaiba Mugen Train as well as Deem, uh, excuse me, Dr. Stone New World. I'm so excited. They even have Naruto Shippuden, which is going to run at 2 a.m., 
They were the staple. If y'all don't know if you're too young for this, and this is like new news for you guys, I'm here to tell you that basically uh, there used to be some stuff a lot of people didn't know. And I'm going to tell you right now, this story itself actually proves it. It's insane. Toonami was one of the only places I could watch anime when I was younger. Literally one of the only places. I what does, wasn't able to go get VHSs when I was younger. You couldn't go to Blockbuster and get them. They didn't have them in red boxes. Toonami was probably one of the only places that was a public streaming platform on satellite television that late at night I was watching Samurai Champlo, Neon Genesis, uh, Dragon Ball. I think they even had some Roroni Kenshin. Like, the fact of the matter is, I had to get love to Toonami. I have to give them love. I would be so stupid and slapping in the face of the forefathers if I didn't shout out Toonami for still stepping up its game, even in a dying marketplace. In a dying marketplace. Satellite TV is almost extinct. So the fact that they're still stepping it up and bringing more anime to fans late at night... Get a popcorn bowl already. I'm super excited. Another news article. Crunchyroll services have finally launched as well. They're taking over the world. They are now on Prime Video. I have Amazon Prime. I double-checked this to see if this is correct. It is true now. If you have Amazon Prime, you will literally see Crunchyroll on there as well now. That's how much anime is growing, ladies and gentlemen. It is now on Amazon as well. Not only on Vizio, not only on all these other platforms and streaming sites, they're on Amazon. And we all know Amazon is literally Disneyland when it comes to shipping and labeling and creation and buying. It's insane to me, and it's there. Crunchyroll announced on Tuesday that it has collaborated with Amazon to distribute the Crunchyroll subscription service on Prime Video. Crunchyroll is now available via Prime Videos in the U.S., and it will then launch in Prime Videos in Canada, Sweden, and U.K. later this week, arriving in additional territories this year. We are almost there. I've wanted this, and I continuously say this. We are almost at a place where all of anime will be on one streaming platform. We're almost there. We're really close. I feel like the more Crunchyroll expands and they bring in more friendships and partnerships, Crunchyroll will have every single anime. Mark my words. You heard it here. We will be able to have one cons- uh, one subscription to Crunchyroll, and we will be able to watch every single new anime coming out weekly and every single anime of the past. They've already integrated almost everything from Funimation into themselves. I'm pumped. Get yoked. We don't need to have all these anime services anymore. Just one. Very excited. And the last news article, I wanted to talk about a Netflix show that's popped up that looks very interesting to me. So Netflix debuts the My Domon uh, animated series, and it's coming out November 23rd. If you can see from the picture here, it looks very interesting. I'm somebody who has been very intrigued with original concepts and also scripts, and I'm a big fan of a lot of Netflix original animes because some of them that they have done are not even technically animes at all, but they're some extremely well-done series. For example, Castlevania. I know it's not anime, but it is a supremely good animated show on Netflix. There are plenty more. How do, do I have to sit here and tell you guys about Violet Evergarden? I feel like we've said enough about it. Violet Evergarden, Netflix exclusive. This looks super dope. The quick synopsis of it, which is very exciting, is it says, The series takes place in the near future. After a nuclear explosion, that's not good, has caused the Earth to overlap with hell, that's really not good, for a moment, causing pollution from the dust of the or- uh, that's originated from hell. Elementary school Kento finds a daimon named Anna in the forest. He raises Anna. The series then follows the adventures of Kento and Anna as they go into a trip to save Kento's mother. It seems innocent, it seems fun, but when the doors of hell start to release these devil spores and infection and infecting all these type of species, uh, I'm kind of interested to see how this plays out. It sounds pretty cool. It sounds like it could be some kind of concept of a, like a new futuristic, maybe kind of adult version of a Pokemon. I don't know. The simplistic factor of it is it looks dope. I've liked a lot of Netflix exclusives. Shoutouts to Bubble, which is a really good movie if you guys haven't seen, by the way. This looks dope. Very excited. And that's just some of the news that's passed over the week. So shout outs to the news segment. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time we finally get into cuffing season and why we are all here today. So 
As we move forward with all of life and all of the world and all the majestic things happening around us, it is now fall season. And within fall season, we actively slowly move over from cold to colder to freezing, from fall, from Thanksgiving to Christmas and winter and snow. And within all of that, there's a thing that a lot of us have been very privy to, which is called cuffing season. And if you've never heard of this terminology, if you are new to the hip lingo of the kids and everybody out there, cuffing season basically means you like to get into a relationship to feel love, to have somebody close to you, to get through the winter days, almost like people that are prepping back in old third world countries to survive the winter storm with enough food. It's like the same concept. It's just something fun, refreshing, and new. And people like to finally get together after they've been having their hot girl summer the whole summer, and now they're finally ready to settle down and have somebody buy them a dinner. Basically what it comes down to. So cuffing season is almost here. With cuffing season, I've realized not everybody is on the senpai path of life, practicing celibacy, practicing self-sustainability, understanding, and self-exploration. A lot of people out there are looking for love in sometimes the wrong places, but the fact of the matter is, what if senpai can help you with something that I am privy to? What if I can help you with something that I am actually justly satisfied and I could think actually credentially able to give you some advice of? anime viewership. <laughs> so how about we go into tonight's episode with talking about some of the best cuffing anime movies and shows out there. I'm talking about the best romance shows and movies you guys need to watch at least once during this cuffing season. Because again, just like Valentine's Day, how it's single awareness day, cuffing season also tells you I need to watch some more anime. <laughs> so why don't we have some fun and start with some anime movies that I personally believe are some of the greatest romances of all time. And it's undebatable, but up for conversation. So let's start and go with some of the best ones here. So the first one on this list, we'll start with movies. The first one is Garden of Words. Now, I'm starting with a little bit of a hot topic conversation. This first movie is a movie that I did not expect to like. This was a movie that I watched on Netflix. I think it was exclusive to Netflix at the time when I watched it. And this movie is very interesting. The quick synopsis of the story is basically this young man is a aspiring shoe designer. He is somebody who loves handcrafting. He's very creative. He has a very good way of detailing. He's organized. He's very, he's very creative, right, to his core. And he's a younger guy. He's still in high school. Well, sometimes he'll skip his first period and go to this beautiful place in this nice little, kind of like a, you could say like, it's not a national forest, but it's like this nice little area within the city that's kind of safely pro, uh, protected with a lot of greenery, trees, these sitting areas you can see in this cover picture with a nice lake next to him. And he'll go there sometimes in the morning to practice his designs and his drawings. Well, in doing so, he meets somebody there and it's an older lady. And this older lady, you come to find out during the show, is actually a teacher. And she also sometimes skips first set period or the first class to go sit there and kind of think about life and where they're going. The coolest thing about this, and I know a lot of people on social media, especially TikTok, they talk about like the older, younger duo, right? They talk about the older craft with the younger craft. And a lot of people talk about how when you have some type of a mentor, does it help you? Does it progress you? Does it give you type of insight to things maybe you would have never seen yourself? Well, there's a budding kind of love story that ensues with this, almost touching on the concept of forbidden love, which is, you know... Uh, probably one of the hot things that was in our anime of last week, which was Domestic Girlfriend, which God Almighty was that a hot mess. <laughs> this show is very cool because it touches on a concept that I think if you look at it unbiasedly and you don't look at it from a dark, weird place, just for the simplicity of the wrong, t the right place at the wrong time and the things that are connected to it and the people around us that have a very heavy influence on us and how we mature and age and et cetera, et cetera. It's a quick watch. It's a very interesting movie to watch. And I really highly recommend you to watch it because it really puts a perspective of questioning your own perception of love and what it truly means and how do people fall in love? What actually intricacies are behind it? And this doesn't feel like one of this, those like fake romances, right? Where Sleeping Beauty is laying in a bed of flowers, passed out, and Prince Charming comes out of nowhere on his trusty steed after he slays the dragon, banishes Maleficent, and then kisses the young Bonnie Lass to wake her up to oblivion and infinity of love. Okay, that's not real, right? It's not how it's going to happen, at least Lord knows until a dragon flies by. 
This is a very realistic topic and concept of love. It's very cute. It's very fun to watch. Even good to watch on a cold summer, or excuse me, cold winter day or like a rainy day. Watch this movie. I highly recommend it. There's not a lot of movies and shows that I personally will tell people you need to watch at least once. That's a big thing to say. Because really think about that. If you go out on a limb and tell people you need to watch this show, that's kind of a big statement because you're putting a lot of pressure on that movie or show. For example, did you know like I've actually met people that are older than me that said they never liked The Matrix, the show, the series, the, the movies? That's crazy to me. How does anybody watch the first Matrix movie and say like, oh, everybody was hyping it up. It just wasn't what it was supposed to be. Bro, what? It's literally the concept of what we're living. What do you mean it's not good? So when I put the staple on this and saying you should watch it, I think you'll get something out of it. And especially because it's really short. So I think it's well worth the time. Now, the second movie on this list, one of my personal favorites, and I was extremely biased when I watched it, that when I made one of my earlier TikToks, I had a top three anime movie of all time, Josie, the Tiger, and the Fish. This show will definitely challenge your beliefs on perspective of your own reality and the blessings that you take for granted because you're so stuck in your own life. Sometimes it's hard to overlook the shortcomings and the things that have been given to you that a lot of other people wish they had. Now, I'm not sure if you guys have seen this, but it's been a it's like a collage of pictures I've seen on social media and I love the pictures. It shows a guy he's um outside, right? And he uh He's like just sitting there and no, 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 I'll start from the beginning. It's a guy in a car and the guy in the car is looking out at this guy flying a helicopter and he's like, man, I wish I had a helicopter. I'm stuck in my car. And then the guy that's on the next to him is on like a little moped and the guy on the moped is looking at the guy in the car and he's like, man, I wish I had that car, but all I have is a moped. Then the guy in the moped, there's a guy on a bike next to him. The guy in the bike looks at the guy in the moped and he's like, man, I wish I had a moped, but I just only have my bike. The guy on the bike is next to a guy walking. The guy walking looks at the guy on the bike and he's like, man, I wish I had a bike but I'm only walking then the guy walking there's a guy in a wheelchair up on an like a, a view on a porch looking at the guy walking and he's watching him and he's like man I wish I could walk we overlook the things we have there is always a statement where people say some people have it worse and some people have it better it's the simple fact of life but you who understand yourself and the things you have you live the best life possible Josie the girl that's born with a disability and is in a wheelchair she comes into contact with this young man who's chasing a dream and a passion this guy is chasing to go see these fish across the world and to dive with them because they play a very big pivotal part in his own story as well so he's going to marine biology this girl is a, a very talented artist but she oversees her kind of like her gift because of her circumstances this entire movie not only challenges that but shows you what happens when it's taken away from you and how the things that were given to you you need to fight for even more and step up for the people who are helping you in your time of need oh my god and the romance element behind these two characters supreme Supreme. I absolutely loved this story. I loved the characters. I personally watched it in sub and I had a good time watching it. I'm sure dub is as well, just as good. It's a great movie. It's a quick watch. Very new. It's a newer made one. It's so good. And again, do yourself a favor. Please go watch this movie. It's such a good time. And again, really makes you want to be cuffed up even more because of the uh, <laughs> the type of world that we're in. Now, the next movie on this list, and probably one of the biggest heartfelt things that a lot of people have watched, and it's in correlation to the last movie which I just described, I Want to Eat Your Pancreas. Now, it sounds like a funny title. You may be even telling yourself, Alex, I'm not into cannibalism. I think I'll go ahead and walk away. No, it's not about that. It's a really, really sad story because what I just explained again with Josie the Tiger and the Fish, the same thing is in this movie. It's a girl who is terminally ill and this guy kind of stumbles across that information and in doing so, they become friends. He promises to keep her secret and thus in doing so, they become companions and friends. And not only does she teach him to enjoy and cherish every single moment and don't let your stupid bullcrap of the world take away from you, he is there in her time 
of so much need where she is facing basically the imminent truth of what's coming to her reality. It is such a heart-throbbing show. The romance element is what gets you on it as well. It's like the cherry on top. And remember this too. Some of the best romance animes I've ever seen are not even the main focal point of the story itself. It's the grander concept of how one another grow each other through the true love element they form with one another. Because really think about that. You're probably going to start catching on to my type of romance the further we go through all these shows. Because really think about that. Love is not infatuation love is not seeing somebody and just falling in love with what you see because trust me that's a spark i understand that but it's not meant to be a picture on the wall that you hang up and stays there for the rest of your life there needs to be some kind of discourse connection deeper level intimacy etc shows like this oh my god it challenges my fiber of what I believe love to be or self-exploration of understanding my own purpose within life or appreciating the moment and the experiences I'm within. This movie is going to rip your heart out, but it's not a bad way. It's a really good way. It's like, have you guys ever had a good cry in your life where something good just really happens to you and you just let it pour out and you just you just really seep into it and you feel so good, but it hurts at the same time? It's one of those where you have to go through it. It's like tattoos, right? Like, I've been tattooing my left arm like crazy. It hurts like a B word, but guess what? The pain is worth it because then I get to cherish these, these art pieces for the rest of my life, right? Watch this movie. You have to. I'm almost going to say that to every single movie and show I picked out. This one is so well done. I uh, uh, I don't want to do too much on it, but it's just be prepared, okay? So now on a lighter note, another movie that's really good for cuffing season. What if I gave you a movie that's probably one of the best Disney of all time anime style because we call um, everything that basically has been done through Hayuzaki and everything that goes on with this company of um, Studio Ghibli. Howl's Moving Castle. Now, if you've ever watched Howl's Moving Castle, do you know there's a quick line, and shout out to Christian Bale for the voice work, do you know that there's a quick line within the first time that he meets the girl and he says something to her, he's like, oh, I've been looking everywhere for you. He really was. If you see the full circle event within this movie and the entirety focused on these two characters and what the whole story is trying to show you within this beautifully animated world and all of these crazy new supernatural environments and everything going on, this is probably one of the most romantic movies you can watch because how many ladies out there, and I'm sure I speak for you ladies when I say this, there is probably nothing more passionate and more romantic than a guy who is constantly trying to find you after he he's lost you. That's pretty damn romantic. Like the guy who slowly pulls you away from the side of the street and puts you to the safety side so he's closer to the street. The guy that'll hold the door open for you, the car door, even if you know you can do it yourself or doesn't ask, like the chivalrous stuff, but he's literally searching for his soulmate. He's looking for the girl that he knew was always there. It's unbelievable when you see how this all correlates and ties together. The show is immaculate. The storytelling is beautiful. I know Miyazaki is one of the top ever video, uh, excuse me, movie creators of all time in the anime space next to, um, yeah, Miyazaki and also, I'm forgetting the other guy off the top of my head that did Zume, your name, and Weathering with you, but uh, Makoto Shinkai. It's just so damn cool to see that Studio Ghibli, if you really look at a couple of their gems, and there's a few I didn't mention here, but this is the one that gets more of the spotlight, they do a really good job of showing you like that quote-unquote Disney effect, and I know we talked about it. I know the world seems different now. I know that since we have social media, we have all of these incorporations with uh, streaming services and cell phones and technology, like communicating is so easy now. We have such a hard time doing it, which blows my mind. But then you think about it, if there was less of it, would our interactions be more pure? Would we long for somebody if we knew we couldn't track them on our phone? We couldn't text them every single second of the day? I think it would change a lot. I think the fact is nowadays, we have even less of a human connection the more connected we are, if that makes sense. How's Moving Castle shows you a time where it's just pure human. It's just pure love. And I think it's probably one of the best ones to watch. And I've, I have yet to meet a lady that I've talked to that's watched Howl's Moving Castle that isn't like, oh, Hal, where are you in my life? I mean, shoot, I need to start changing my name to Hal. <laughs> Not Al, but Hal. <laughs> great movie, great movie, great romance anime. You wouldn't even think that Studio Ghibli would pop out a banger anime that or movie that could be a great love story, but... Surprise, surprise, they actually did. Now, of course, 
Makoto Shinkai. And there is still to this day, everybody will say this first work is his greatest work yet. And if you're not aware, Makoto Shinkai has produced three movies in total. He has done Your Name, he has done Suzume, and he has also done the new, or excuse me, Weathering With You and then Suzume. Your Name is his first artwork masterpiece that took over the world. And trust me when I say he earned his way to get to where he is. When you look into his backstory and everything he's done, Your Name is a beautifully told and truly artistic masterpiece of a true love story. This, I don't care who you are, watch this with your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your girlfriend, your significant other, your mistresses, your side piece, whoever, you watch this with them, I really have a hard time. Y'all won't get closer, hold each other's hands, or look for each other's longing eyes after the movie. The title of the movie isn't even presented to you until the final scene of everything. Do you know how poetically genius that is? To where they finally meet up. Because this is also, spoiler alert, it takes part in different time eras. It's a freaky Friday to the 10th degree. If you still haven't seen your name... My gosh almighty, stop watching my stream. Go watch your name. It is such a masterpiece of a movie. It defines the concept of love through space and time. Just like freaking if you want to think about Steinsgate. But the coolest part again is... How far would you go for the people you love? How much would you do? How far would you go? How far would you push? I mean, I'm trying to give y'all like perfect examples of the people to cuff up is what I'm saying. Welcome in. I appreciate you so much. I'm trying to give y'all the perfect people to go cuff up because if your love story is not like this stuff, stop being with them people, okay? I'm not telling you how to live your life, but remember, we create our realities. We formulate the society of us around us and you delegate it by the people you keep close. If you allow people to mistreat you, to not do things well with you, to not have that human connection to understand you, but throw your phone out the window and change your life by changing your name, change states, change countries, whatever. I'm just saying there's a reason why I have not been with somebody for so long because I will not settle for anything less. I'm not somebody who settles. I don't have high standards. I just want a real person and I get the real through anime, which doesn't even make sense. Can you make that make sense? I literally can't make it make sense. For some reason, the most realist relationships I find are in a fake perspective of entertainment. I don't get it, but it works. <laughs> Let's continue. <laughs> now, of course, the last movie I have to shout out for cuffing season, we're going into the cold season, you gotta hold somebody close, a silent voice. It is still to this day, fight me on this, I'll meet you outside, catch me outside, how about that? A Silent Voice is still the greatest anime movie ever made. You cannot change my mind on this. I don't care about Jujutsu Kaisen. I don't care about Brawly, the Dragon Ball. I don't care about anything. Miyazaki, uh, Makoto Shinka. I don't care. This movie does everything you need in it. Everything. This movie touches on everything every other movie just came up to this point. A Silent Voice is breathtaking taking. It's heart throbbing. It's gut wrenching. It's freaking mind bending and it makes you stand up and yell as you're tearing up the ending scene where the X's fall off of everybody's face. Oh my God. It's not his body count, by the way. It's not his X's, but it's the way he sees the world. This show is so beautifully told. It shows you what happens to the bullies after bullying. It shows what happens when people can accept themselves when they're born with difficulties. It's just... Jesus Christ, and we can't even get a text back. By we, I meant me. <laughs> Do yourself a favor. Go watch A Silent Voice. Find out why this movie will reinvigor what's inside of you of knowing you want to find good, wholesome love. You want to find true love. You want to be loved so hard, it hurts to wake up in the morning, literally, because they're laying on top of you. <laughs> Such a good show. I love my pink haired ladies. I love everything about this movie. That's just a few, but I went off the top of my head before doing the stream tonight to talk about the cuffing season and everything that's going on. A Silent Voice does it perfect. It shows that love interest off of somebody you would think that you were supposed to hate in your life, but you come to find out, it's like the new hip thing everybody says, it's your twin flame. My full moon astrology matches with their crescent moon to make a complete astral full blue moon. <laughs> 
<laughs> Great movie. Now, let's go to a few anime shows that I put the senpai stamp of approval because these shows by gosh almighty are some of the greatest anime romances I've ever seen. And I'm starting with one of my all-time favorites, Say I Love You. Say I Love You has been criminally underrated. Say I Love You has been on little to zero lists of people that ever list off their famous romances, rom-coms, slice of lives, blah, 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 blah. No one ever talks about Say I Love You. Now, this is one of those shows that almost has that kind of consistent, almost overplayed like isekai vibe, right? I've preached about it. I'm done with isekais. F a vending machine, F a pig. I'm done with them. I'm sticking with ReZero. And maybe Jobless Reincarnation. Other than that, no isekais for a while. I said for a year, I'm on strike. Now, when you talk about the good-looking, hot, popular guy and the more subtle, not as popular, more timid, small, uh, otaku, introverted kind of girl meeting and falling in love, yes, I know it sounds overplayed. I know it sounds like one of those scary movie concepts they would use and make fun of, right? Uh, this one works. <laughs> it really worked. I watched this and I remember sitting there in my bed. I was like kind of like falling asleep with my hand in my head and I was like, huh, why is this so damn good? <laughs> like, I don't know why it hit so well. I watched it and I think it's the innocent behind it. And when you watch it too, Say I Love You hit on such a subtle way the slow build of their story and the connection that they formulate with each other, especially when it seems it should be nowhere non-existent because of the societal normalities of like our presentation of popular guy, hot dude, going out with all the cheerleaders and you know, the Tatianas, then the not popular girl, probably in band, probably at band camp, schlomming on the literally, flittily, <laughs> this one time in band camp? It seems unprobable, it seems unrealistic, but the best part is it is so naturally beautiful and it works, two opposites attract and I'm telling you right now, please go watch this show. I have a hard time thinking that after you watch this and you really see the intricacies behind it, the thing I love is like it proves you don't have to be a douchebag because you're a good looking guy. You don't have to be so innocent, shy and timid and think that your value is nothing just because you're not that attractive, whatever it may be. What is attractiveness anyways, you know? Like symmetry? I love this show. It captivated me. I binge watched it, even though it's against my rule of not binge watching shows. I was a sucker. I was a sucker for love. <laughs> it was cuffing season, <laughs> so I watched it. Now the next one, this one a lot of people have give cadence to, and I will respectfully give them love for saying it. Snow White with the red hair is a banger of a show. It's a banger. If y'all have never seen this, uh, I know it's finally cool to have a, you know, red hair, don't care kind of girl that's a main character, super dope. She was born with this, like, red hair, right? And in this world that we're in, it's super rare. It's almost seemed like a birth defect. And since she became this rare beauty, the douche prince of the land was like, she will be my concubine, go and get her. And she's like, no, I don't want to. So she like runs away, does her own thing, chops her hair off, wants to live her own life and not abide by royalty and all that bull crap, right? So in doing so, she tries to find her own way. She wants to become a herbalist. She wants to find good ways to find something for her life, perspective, gaining nature and doing something good and, you know, basically forging her own path and she ends up meeting this very passionate this very empathetic and this very nice other prince in the neighboring kingdom and in doing so they form a friendship they form like a really cool bond and it's not even love right away it's just a dude simply just trying to tell her like yeah live your life like just because you're born differently doesn't mean I have to define you with your beauty or anything I want to see who you really are and he helps her live her dream and the best part about it is it's natural love. It's organic. It's unbezosed. It's just literally true formatics of love. It is so cool. It's captivating. I love the animation style, the character design, the formatics of the world building and how it starts to portray itself into like the progression of the world building elements too. It is such a fun effing ride. I mean this when I say this. I have a hard time thinking you won't watch this and sit back and be like, that's it. I'm chopping my hair off and I'm going to Japan, you know, but just be careful. Uh, in Japan, there's no subtitles, so you better learn how to speak Japanese before you go to Japan. Such a fun show. Really cool. I love the elements on a medieval kind of stage with kings and queens and kingdoms. I love that vibe. It's so much fun. Her character's beautiful inside and out. Go watch this show. You will have a great time. And again, 
Senpai apologizes now because I'm going to make a lot of you guys feel a little bit more lonely. <laughs> I do apologize, but at the same time, it does give you a good formatic of understanding what you should yearn for and try to obtain in your life. Now, a few more shows before we get out of here tonight. The next one, which was probably one of the newest hot pieces of ace on the market... Harimia. Now, Harimia, shout outs to Mr. J, a loyal fan from the podcast prior to this one back in my Weeb Nation days. He put me on game and said, Senpai, I know you like your slice of lives. Senpai, he doesn't sound like that, but so, Senpai, I know you love your love and I know you love your waifus and etc. What if I gave you a show of this bad boy with this girl that is also, in a sense, kind of a popular girl, but the bad boy is unpopular and he's tattooed up, has piercings, all this stuff, but he hides it from everybody around him and uh, the relationship they form again is kind of like opposite attracts i remember sitting there and i was thinking to myself damn it i've seen too many of these i don't want it it works again if you do it right it's like pasta right how many freaking types of pasta is out there how many times can you make spaghetti marinara and meatballs but if you make it right season it perfectly the juice from the beef and like the ball is just it just blasts in your mouth pause this show is it this show, I could argue, could have been a true contender for anime of the year. I think it was 2022. I think it was last year, right? I could be mistaken. It's a rarely well done show. I love the fact that when you can take a show that has so many different elements of characters and different side stories and tries to integrate so many different love elements within the main character's own love story, that's a dime. That's a creme de la creme and true good storytelling. I love how all of them are portrayed with different hair colors because it is an anime. It's supposed to be more fun, you know? And so that gives them their own personality. Like you can even see here in the picture, you have one of these girls with pink hair, red hair, uh, purple hair, green hair, blonde hair, Burnett hair and like of course the two main characters like the most realistic so you could place yourself into their position but still very fun show and I think again a lot of people try to shit and poop on a lot of slice of life's a lot of romance and rom-coms because I think that they just want to not admit to themselves they wish they had it too and I'll admit this right a lot of the time it can be hard to watch things that you yearn for because it makes you almost in a state of sadness right like you feel like you long for it and yearn for it because you don't have it so i know a lot of people say they just stay away from it but personally i think of it as like a different perspective and i look through things from different lenses i aspire to have things that i enjoy i aspire to watch things that i believe to bring into my life one day and this is it supreme t storytelling the op itself too i haven't even talked about a bunch of them but the op for this show dear god almighty i probably didn't talk about ops because we talked about a lot of movies so the next one on this list this is a throwback show this is one where if you have ever had a fetish with maids or bunny girls or etc uh, don't go farther than Maid Sama. Again, it's the beautiful, popular, rich boy. He's not rich, but still. And this girl's character, she's very kind of like, not like a Mai Sakurajima, but the reason why I like this main character so much for a female perspective, she's very witty. She's very articulate. She's not shy about showing who she is. And she is very upfront with taking care of her family, her mother, etc., and what's really cool about her, too, is that she doesn't take shit from nobody. And the fun part is, too, she gets kind of embarrassed because she isn't very wealthy. She doesn't have a lot. They're very much struggling to get by. But the relationship, the bonding, and the thing I love the most, too, is the retro vibe. The animation style is a lot older. It's all hand-drawn. When you watch it, I have a hard time believing you won't fall in love with the... Um, like, I guess you could say the dialogue is the best way to say it. The interactions they have. And who doesn't like a girl who works in a maid cafe and the guy who just goes there to constantly surprise her? And all of her coworkers are like, holy crap, who is that blonde devil over there? And she's like, oh, God, he's stalking me. And they're like, stalking you? Stalk me! It's actually really cool. <laughs> now, let's continue with a couple more shows that I really think you need to add into your cuffing watch list because as it is cuffing season, as it is winter season, as it is the time of the pinnacle notion of everybody wanting a dad bod or somebody to hold them tight in the middle of the night, that's not a zero two body pillow, which I had to throw away because it wasn't conducting myself in a manner of way that I wanted to be respected as. Let's continue with a couple more shows. <laughs> the next one on this list, and again, I do apologize in advance because this one is probably going to hit you in the feels in some certain type of ways. Your Lie in April. Now, 
I do apologize, but this is probably, again, one of those shows that's going to make you very easily like a V8 moment. Have you guys, does anybody here ever remember the V8s? They were like a vegetable drink that they tried to push back in the day, and their whole slogan and pushing it was like, basically, somebody would have like a dumb moment, or it was like, you know, nowadays, it's like the Snickers one. You're not yourself when you don't eat a Snickers. It's the same thing back then, but it was with a V8, so they were like, bah, they'd hit you on the forehead, and they were like, should have had a V8. This is a V8 moment for you in realizing your life needs to be taken in the best retrospect of what's in front of you because it's never promised tomorrow and etc. And again, it's a lot like I want to eat your pancreas where the main two characters in this one, this young man is probably one of the greatest pianists of his time and especially of his age group, but he falls out of love with it and actually has a very bad kind of like view on it and goes into like a crippling depressive uh, depressive state and has like this almost like PTSD when he plays pianos or etc. because of what his mother does to him. But this character comes in and changes his whole perspective of music and what he does and etc. But in doing so, her lesson is short-lived because her purpose was fulfilled and now it was his time to carry on the legacy that was left behind by her. I'm trying to be as vague as I possibly can because I don't know how people still haven't seen it, but I know there's always new anime fans every single day. Your Lie in April is such a beautifully told show and the series is immaculate and the best part about it is too, they actually play instruments. He plays piano, she plays violin, he's a pianist and you hear things back from like some of the greatest uh, pianists of our time will hear stuff like uh, the sovereign nation of the second and third it's so good like it's just such a fun ride I love shows that kind of bring in a different element that's something like a breath of fresh air and I've talked about it before but like March comes in like a lion have y'all ever seen a beautifully more depicted show about emotions and the things that we're feeling from a personal side attributed and animated in front of us for all of us to enjoy and watch your Lion April. I know a lot of people say Anohana, which is like the last day the flower blooms or the first day, whatever it is. Anohana is a pretty good love story too, but it's not more of the focus on that. I see Anohana as more of like the depiction of moving forward with those that have passed and you have to like move forward, you know, and it's just, it's a different type of vibe for me. Your Lion April though. It will get you in your feels. I promise you're going to feel a certain type of way, but at the end of it, you're going to appreciate the beauty of music and the love and bond you form with people around you. Now, the next one. Now, shout outs to Shelby because uh, she sent me a gift of this and I'm absolutely in love with this character. Honda-san from Fruits Basket. The second one, the remake, not the first one, but the first one's still just as good. Fruits Basket is probably, if not, the greatest slice of life ever made. Fight me on that. I, I can't say it any other way. The fact that Honda-san has the purest heart of gold. My girl is leave, is like sleeping in a bum shift make tent. Like a very quickly made tent that's filled with ants. It's on the side of a mountain. She's sleeping outside and she still finds it in herself to not only still attend school, to take care of the people she loves around her, but to always have a strong face and always count her blessings no matter what situation she goes through, literally is goaded. Uh, Honda-san and Tanjiro, the two most purest-hearted characters I've ever seen. I've never watched a show where a character is killing demons and you cry, like, every time it happens. Tanjiro literally cries every time. He's like, oh, <laughs> Ryu, Ryu. It's just, I see it, you know? This show... There are so many love elements twisted into this show because you have to remember it's an entire family. It's the Soma family that is in this show. And so there are multiple love stories, multiple characters going through situations, multiple characters that are affected by Honda-san and her crazy amount of reach and portrayal of her aura of love and just sanctuary. She is the perfect betrayal of somebody you should yearn for in life and also aspire to be because can you imagine being somebody like Honda-san? Everybody would be lucky to cuff you up for a winter god knows a day this character this show i mean oh god team kill over everybody i love this show and it's it's not something that would seem like a show that a masculine man would like you know is there dudes in here are they getting super saiyan is there a gojo coon is there a goku <laughs> like it's not one of those shows you would think right you're like what like, gir girls touch boys and they turn into little cute animals from the Zodiac sign? Pfft, I ain't got time for that. Dog, put yourself on game. Take a second. Step back. Remove the masculinity process of what you think you need to be. Watch this and fall in love. 
literally fall in love. This is the cuffing season that you've needed in your life. This is the perfect romance show and the best slice of life I've ever seen. I don't need to say more. Now, to talk about a rom-com, I do believe needs to be remade just so people can give it the respect and the dictatorship it deserves of like controlling all of its other fellow paths. Toradora. Now, the Palm Top Tiger and also Ryuji, the dragon face guy, I was so in love with this show because it was such a breath of fresh air. It felt very young, very lighthearted, and it took me back to that time era when I was back in high school. And those crazy, like, love squares and triangles and diamonds and everything that happens were like, everybody loves everybody. Everybody's feeling everybody. We're so young, dumb, and full of cum. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> like, it's really true. And so, like, it's a story based on these two characters who live next door they become friends because they both have friends that the other one's into so they try to help each other but in doing so they find out at the end of the day the perfect person was always in front of me which by gosh almighty it might have been this whole time but we're too scared to say hi we're too arrogant to say what up we're not strong enough to give it to ourselves or whatever it is toradora is fun it's light-hearted there's some great characters in here too and also this blonde girl you see in the back here that's popping it out like she's in a music video right there she's like oh pop that but say right here uh she gets the fifth wheel which really sucks there's four of them here that are stuck in like this whole love like triangle thing yeah shout out to the blue-haired girl i forgot her name but she gets the short stick now the last one i want to talk about with all of you clanad after story clanad itself it's a tough series to give it a really good rating because clanad by itself it almost has like i don't know if any of you have seen that old scary horror movie that's called when they cry the show um that old When They Cry show, I know they recently remade it, but it has that kind of old animation style because it is an older show, too. I think it's back in 2008, I think it says. Clannad is an interesting show, but it gets even better when you go into Clannad after story. And that's where the love story ensues with the characters you see and exactly what happens with them. There's a scene from the first Clannad that went viral on social media. I don't want to say it because I don't want to spoil anything, but this show, you do have to watch it and you have to give it the just deserving factor of presentation and like focus and like commitment that it deserves because you will be utterly shocked when you get to the after story when I should be called personally Clannad love story because it's pretty wild what happens after Clannad it's very well done it gives you that family element that you yearn for in life and it'll pull some heartstrings trust me when I say that but all good romances are right like let's talk about this real quick within animes and everything that we watch movies or shows if it doesn't pull at your heartstrings or if love yourself without whatever love you're in, if it never is challenging, if it's never almost questionable in the extent of how strong your love is, if it never scares you because of how far in love you fall with somebody, I think that says a lot. I think that personally almost says a lot of things that we don't even know about ourselves. And so when you find a story that can tap that into you and present it from a such illustrious standpoint, I think that's personally the win of all wins. And that's what these shows are supposed to delegate themselves to you. They're supposed to present to you an augmented reality of a virtual society of something you should attest to and also try to strive for in implementing into your own personal perspective. That's why I love these shows. That's why I had to capitalize on cuffing season and to tell you all of these things are perpendicularly acceptable and accomplishable if you know how to portray yourself in the right fundamentation. Funimation, you know, shout outs because it got swallowed by Crunchyroll. I was going to make a joke there, but I didn't do it. I stopped myself. So I personally think within cuffing season again and all this stuff that's happening, find you a good show. Find you something that really helps to remember within you what it is to fall in love. And if you've never been somebody who has even been blessed with love yet, take a shot. Trust me, it's going to be one of the worst pains you have because nothing lasts forever. To love is to have had lost, but... You'll never know you loved if you've never loved at all and lost love. You know what is yours comes back to you. I mean, if anybody's watched The Notebook, by gosh almighty, those two blow my mind with how much shit they went through. And they still ended up together at the end of it. <laughs> you know? So, I had to talk about it. Again, I keep seeing these couples everywhere now. I keep seeing it on social media. It's the fall season. It's going into spooky season where everybody that's on, you know, Tuesday, it's like freaking Dracula comes out of his coffin when it's night outside. I feel like all the Tatianas and the bust downs, like as soon as they know it's Halloween and they can dress like sluts. Or <laughs> I, won't, I won't slander anybody, but they come out, they're like, <gasps> time to put on my miniskirt. 
I hope this is something different. I hope that I've put you guys on the game on some different shows maybe you haven't seen, but I'm pretty sure a lot of you are already pretty privy and may have seen all of these shows, but hopefully I reinvigorated you to know that there is something good within love, and there's supposed to be something more to it. It's the elements and fundamation, uh, fundamentals, I should say, of why Disney is Disney. They've captured something, the essence of it, and they capitalized on it. So you can expect... Definitely moving forward with the portrayal of seasons, different things in accordance with that and in correlation, codependency on all of it, you could say. I'm very, I like to be consistent with the seasons, right? So since Halloween is approaching, maybe we'll do some spooky stuff coming up. Who knows? I know I probably should have done it before, but I'd rather do it after. That's just who Senpai is. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope you guys like the plethora of shows. Know that there is a countdown officially starting because as I look at the calendar here, ladies and gentlemen, we are exactly six days away from Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan is dropping on Saturday, this coming up weekend. So if you're listening to this podcast right now or watching me live, you better be here Saturday because that Shallow Oceans edition, we're flipping the days. I'm going to do a podcast on Saturday on Attack on Titan. We have to. We're going to watch it and talk about it right after. So I hope you can be here for that. <laughs> so I love you guys so much. I'm always thankful for every single one of you that can attend these shows live, that supports me in any way you are. Shoutouts to the big three who have been there to support and gifted subs like no other. Shoutouts to everybody who put a moment of their time in. Shoutouts to anybody who reaches out to me on Discord. Join the Discord. All you got to do is look me up on any social media platform. You can find the link in my bio. Join up. Be a part of the family. And shoutouts to the Patreon family. We have a couple more episodes planned. Shoutouts to rogue i can't wait to do one with him i'm trying to get a couple more that are outside of the state but we're gonna have some fun with that and always and forever love anime that's why we're here that's why i'm here that's why we're doing this together so thank you for staying a while and listening thank you for being here for an abundant amount of good times and always remember if senpai ever goes missing during a live stream it's because i'm poop <laughs> i'll see you guys next week anime senpai out